is off track with Hinch and Rossi. Yeah, I run my my podcast, Mike. Oh man, Pato, you're uh, you're behind the eight ball here, but everyone here's got some fancy mic, and you're just sitting there on your AirPods or whatever. Not even, not even. You just use an open mic. Wait, do we need him to have earpieces in, Tim? No, it's fine. Okay, all right. We have. I mean, have the audio may that. be poor, but at least you know he's backwashed, and it's a terrible background. <laughs> <but> yeah, <laughs> can't see your pretty face. Oh, Come should on, I mate. change my? Hold no. on. It's yeah, fun. yeah, you should turn around. Give the people what they want. They want more Let's see that. They want Pato to be oh lying in his God. bed. <laughs> Shirtless. <laughs> want to see that. There it is. Yeah, brother. That's oh, a better. great start. <laughs> well, in case you guys hadn't figured it out, uh, today's episode is featuring the McLaren lineup. Um, I it's mean, all papaya, Ross is always man. here. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the papaya team. Uh, I say Alex is always here, but we welcome Pato Award and we welcome David Malukas, who's new to the colors, new to the team. So, David, let's start with you. Big switch coming from Coin, first two years in IndyCar. Now you're with McLaren. What's it like working with these two idiots so far? Uh, man, it was scary at first. I mean, Pato, you know, Pato is super extrovert. It was pretty easy to get to, to talk to Pato, but man, Rossi was so scary to talk to. to Ross, <laughs> man, it's so intimidating. You know, it's just like this super strict face, everything. I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, Rossi uh, has uh, an SBF. Yes. What is that? Yeah. What is that? Sh- oh my God. SBF. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah we sometimes you say resting. Yeah. It's going to say RBF. Thing. Yeah. RBF. Yeah. RBF. RB okay, if I understand. Out, okay. Keep out the B, you know. I thought I thought it was S for like shining because I'm such a joy to be around. You're, well, listen. So it was intimidating to first. Yeah, it was intimidating at first, but once You're you actually right you know, now. talk to Rossi and you get Only to know him, actually, you, bro. <laughs> guys, David's trying to talk. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to compliment you, Rossi. What the hell? Have to get used to this. Um. But, okay, as I was saying, it was intimidating at first, but once you get to know Rossi and talk to him, he's actually a really cool guy. Awesome guy. Love him. Um, so, but yeah, team, man, it's been – a transition happened really quick. You know, as soon as I got the deal signed and everything, it was kind of going on doing a bunch of PR stuff. But I moved here down uh, in Indy to be next to the shop. And honestly, the biggest change has just been the amount of people. Like going from Dale to, to Aaron McLaren has been – it's a huge crew and just trying to get to know everybody and start building that the chemistry before the season starts. That's kind of what's been, uh, been the goal here. And in your defense, I think they have more people per car than any other team in racing. So I think that actually, uh, that's a pretty big transition there. And, uh, and Pato, you've had, uh, you've had an interesting run with welcoming Alex into the team last year. And then now David into the team this year, you're, you're kind of getting used to having new teammates every season, but, I'm I'm hope I'm hoping that you kind of want this one to stay for a while. No, I mean I'm um I flow, bro. I flow. I mean unaffected. Yeah, really, really unaffected. I mean, it doesn't really change my like my my core team, really. Uh, so I mean I had it with like Felix and you know Alex now and David, but it's you know Montoya coming in one or the other. So Elio when when Oliver wasn't racing TK. So like yeah, I feel like I've had a lot more teammates than I than than what I remember like on the top of my head. Um, I th- I always enjoy it because you get to you get to see just a little bit more of what they're all about and how they drive and uh, they bring different uh, opinions to the table that. 
that can work for everybody or can only work for them or not even work for them. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's just part of it, but I, um, I, I enjoy it. So what Pato really enjoys is he enjoys judging everyone else from, you know, his <laughs> own side of the table and, uh, determining how they are better or worse than him. So that's, that's no, good. yes. Okay, well, <laughs> So you hold on. Me, that's no, pretty much what you said. I, I was so helpful. That was no, my I take. Didn't were, <laughs> I, didn't say, I didn't say you weren't helpful. I just said you like to observe and, you know, <laughs> silently, internally say, oh, this guy, he sucks in turn six. What <laughs> I wanted to hear that he says it externally, like to your face. Like, bro, why well, would you take turn six like that? That's stupid. Okay. Sometime. So, well, Pato. Let's let's give you a chance to to defend that comment here. What is something that like you talked about having a bunch of teammates come in and and being able to see what they do and maybe learn stuff from them? What's something, if anything, you've learned from Alex in the last twelve months? From Alex and every other driver that's ever come to the team, uh, besides David, I think so far is the first thing they do is just, they just whine about my car. I can't drive your car. Your car is junk. <laughs> like, okay, Montoya, Rossi, Felix is like, I can't drive it. Um, he still, I mean, Alex still does it. We had uh, Sebring, and the, I think it was, David did a day, then I did a day, and then Ron, Alex comes in the next day, and I was like, how did it go? He's like, well, we completely changed the car because you can't drive your car. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was but like, David. that's the aggressive, like, attacking me. <laughs> it's like, it's not my fault. <laughs> So, so David, how do you like Pato's car so far? Uh, well, it definitely is on the extreme side, uh, but th- honestly, it just it drives a lot like an Indy Next car would. Uh, you know, from what oh, yeah. I remember, Indy Next being just very loose, chaotic, oversteer. Just you have to rag the crap out of it. Um, that's how I've so far felt with uh, with Pato's car. And Alex, not not feeling that setup, huh? You know what, James? Life. Life is a uh, box of chocolates. We box know. of chocolates, man. According to our pal Forrest, right? So, like, sometimes you get a chocolate that you really like, and it just it suits your mood that day. And other times you bite into it, and it's like, what the hell is that? And that's kind of my relationship so far with the five car program. So, 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 so David, what that was a reference to a movie called Forrest Gump, which came out long before you were born. I, I, yeah, I, I roughly know about it. Oh, okay. Do, Adam, you? do, you, even, yeah. do you know this movie? Run, Forrest, run. Yes. Okay, yeah. good. All right. Yeah. That makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> um, all right. So, speaking about cars, um, specifically Aero McLaren cars colored in papaya. You know, every year I think it's been known that the team does something special for the 500. Um, I think last year was a huge hit with everyone, 60th anniversary. Um, you know, Pato having the the dark green car, Felix having the white and orange, which it was a ode to a certain sponsor back in the day, and um, me with the bright orange Johnny Rutherford car. But we're into a new season. January's here, February's coming up, on-track testing's about to start, so there's some exciting things coming down the pipeline, if I'm not mistaken. When do we get no. to see the cars? I don't think we have any special cars for the 500 this year. What about your general season livery? Because I don't think we've seen what the Wait. 2024 race car is. Oh, you were trying... Mm, did I... I was trying to help you. 
I was trying to help you talk about, you know, delivery for 2024 and like, Oh, oh uh, delivery. Well, it's cause you're talking about 500. So I was like 500. No, I think we're staying the same. Oh, Liveries. It's really cool to see how well you guys work together. How much the communications improve. Yeah. Engineering like meetings you know, must just be so chaotic. <laughs> your liveries truck. are dope. Also, how are none of you wearing papaya? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Arrow Electronics always black, you know? Ah, there you go. Five years out, bro. Oh, man. Okay. Five years so, out. Can you tell us anything about deliveries? Do we like know when we're going to get is? to see them? They're really or? cool. My car. Is- I don't think that's the point. I don't think. I don't oh. think that's the point of okay. what you're supposed listen. to Okay, yeah, listen. Yeah, listen. I'll be with it I got the segue. Day, you know what's going yeah, on. Why are you asking me so- this? Because <laughs> it's in the notes. <laughs> okay, so. Guys, we have liveries launching, and you guys need to save the dates, February 6th, 7th, and 8th. There we go. On all the social media channels, we will be shouting out deliveries for our 2024 season. When's mine? Guys, how bad of a position are you in that David is the the voice of reason right now? No, no, no. Rossi segued. Rossi segued, and I knew what he was doing. Thank you. I appreciate you, pal. You did a good. You did good, Rossi. still looks confused. (laughs) I'm still lost. I don't sit back and see bring it to test. So sixth, seventh, and eighth. I assume are we doing this in like numerical car number order? So it would be Pato's cars first, then no, James my car always goes car? last because apparently then all the traffic goes away if they do mine first. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh. No, really, that's like Inner I think that's the reasoning behind talk. Has wow. already begun. I don't want to criticize because I, I love the team, but why is it not on the 5th, 6th, and 7th? Yes, no, I, I know, mean, right? I was just thinking about that. Point. I don't know why they didn't. Point. Yeah. Hold on, well, it's because hold on. they want the number 5 at the end, right? Yeah, based, on, based on Pato, they should just do the 5 car 3 times in a row. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. mine's probably the 8th, yes? I don't know, pal. Listen, man, I love... You know what? I'm very more towards Rossi for the... <laughs> <laughs> It even makes sense because the fifth, six, seven is a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Anyways, guys, so check it out. At some point in February, you should check out the Aero McLaren social channels, and it'll be a surprise to know which car comes first and which car comes last for y'all. It'll be a surprise to find out what they look like. Let's talk about uh, end of the month, back on track. We've got a little bit of a weird program going on, so non-hybrid testing um, in a couple of weeks and then hybrid testing immediately following, uh, David, this will be the first time that you've driven an Aero McLaren car that's not in the hybrid spec. So that's gotta be something that you're looking forward to. Yes. Uh, I'm very excited to actually see what the, the true setup is going to be comparing to the Dale coin car. Obviously I'm, there was very key differences, but it's more on just trying to figure out what is the difference from just the hybrid. And I tried talking obviously to, to you and Pato from the test to, you know, see if there was like, what is the difference from hybrid to the car that you're used to? But now I'll be able to kind of feel it for myself um, and also just get back into a car. It has been a little bit of time now from the holidays. And, you know, you kind of start getting to that stage where you're like, do I still remember how to drive? So I'm excited to get back into it and make sure I still remember. So I want to ask both you guys this, but I'll, I'll start with David. It's kind of on that. Um, you know, we, we've obviously talked to Alex a lot about the hybrid, but I kind of want to get both your guys' take on how you think the system is, how you think the car is with that system in it. Uh, so Dave, let's start with you with your testing so far with the hybrid car. What are your initial thoughts? 
initial thoughts, um, it adds another tool for the driver. Um, you know, for, I feel like when it comes to, to the racing perspective, you know, it can, it's going to make a bit of a change, you know, just from seeing driver skill differences, um, from an oval side perspective though, I don't think it's going to change much. Um, so I don't know. I'm still very 50, 50 on it. It's still early stages, but, um, I mean, we'll see once it actually kind of gets out to the world. And then Pato, same kind of thing for you, you know, what are your kind of initial thoughts on the hybrid? And then also, you, I know you're going to get this sort of back-to-back non-hybrid versus hybrid test in the next couple uh, weeks here. But from, you know, again, we've talked to Alex about this, but I just love getting other drivers' opinions and, you know, give the people listening a little bit more of insight. How did you feel the hybrid changed the overall balance of the car from last year? And then just kind of what are your thoughts on on having the system and how it works? And, and are you enjoying driving it? Um, so one of my first takeaways was you could definitely feel a little bit of the, not boost, but the extra energy that's available, like coming out of a certain corners, like you, you definitely feel, uh, that there's something there. I, um, it, it, it you can also tell the weight, like the weight is big. Um, the car has gone from, um, sometimes overdoing the front axle quite easily to, um, to getting helped out a little bit by the hybrid. I know it sounds weird because of the weight or not, but with, with the rear axle now actually helping to stop the car, um, it actually has kind of brought um has brought the the front and rear a little bit closer specifically on the long runs um i felt like that i don't know if uh alex i don't know what you thought compared to to this year but it's yeah. definitely it feels like it's brought the gap from uh from qualifying to race is smaller but that does mean that it is i mean it ain't it ain't quicker uh right so i don't know i'm curious to see what what it's gonna do in mostly race trim uh because i think we've seen a little bit of what it's capable of in terms of like maximum performance like lap time wise and it's not enough more power to compensate for the weight gain um but it's it definitely it's going to be an added tool that that the teams are going to have to try and not perfect but try and, and and really outwork the other the other teams in order to to have the best package and would you agree that it's it's going to be <clears throat> it opens up the window for making mistakes like there's just one added layer of complexity and if you get something a little bit wrong depending on you know where you are in the lap or even in the stint right like it's gonna potentially bite you pretty hard especially on a street course yeah i think I think when starting to play around with all the options that the system has, I don't quite know like all the play that we're going to have from one end to the other in terms of like region levels and deployment. I think it's still kind of in the works from IndyCar from what I've heard. So once they nail that down, we'll be able to have an idea of like how big that window is actually going to be. Cause if it's a, if it's a free for all, um, then there's definitely going to be 
more of a challenge, especially when you start getting a little bit tired and, you know, it's the start, tires start digging, you're doing something to compensate for that. And then you forget that it, the car's not going to help you stop so much. So then like if you're fuel saving, like there's going to be a lot more value, variables that you're going to have to think of. So when, when you talk about, Alex, the, you know, mistakes potentially happening or, or, you know, giving another thing for drivers to get wrong, or really for any of you, just again, trying to get people up to speed with this as much as possible. And I know, as, as Pato just said, not all the parameters have been set by IndyCar yet, but when you talk about it potentially leading to more mistakes, is that mistake like forgetting to regen and then not having something to deploy? Is that mistake having a setting wrong, which makes you like miss an apex and actually just, you know, make a kind of more traditional mistake? Is is it big stuff like we'll see on on TV or is it little things that we might not pick up on externally, but, you know, from inside the cars, you're going to notice the difference? I mean, I I, I think in my opinion, um, you know, David can can give his next, but like for me, it's it's the the compounding of mistakes, right? It's not it's not the one thing that's really going to get you in trouble per se, but it's the one thing that gets you behind um, and then maybe puts you offline and then under threat from someone. And then you're having to kind of recoup and, and recover not only from a <clears throat> lap time standpoint, but also where you are at from an energy standpoint throughout the lap. And if you're not really on top of it to kind of rectify your mistake quickly, it could really snowball into a situation. So I think that that's the big thing. It's not that if you miss one setting or if you miss kind of one breaking zone a little bit, you're going to crash. It's that what that's going to do for the remainder of the lap. So, so David, is it, is it something like if you, you know, forget to regen at one point and then you're coming out onto a straightaway where normally you'd be deploying now, not only are you not having the benefit of the deployment, you're also having to regen. So you're going a bit slower Then you get to that next break zone. You're going slower. So you decide to break a bit deeper to make up for that. But now because you regen on the straight, you're not regening in the break zone. And so the break, the brakes aren't slowing down as much. And is it that kind is that kind of what Alex means with, with the, the snowball effect? Yeah, it's it's more of just a collective. I mean, IndyCar already, I feel like it's pretty tough to drive. There's a lot going on. And I'll just to add this on top of it. And that's kind of the one thing that I've noticed at the test was you try to you kind of get into a rhythm of, you know, trying to get the maximum potential out of the battery with regening and deployment. Uh, so lap per lap, you get in that schedule. But, you know, now you do a long stint, you know, at the test, you would do long stints, you get tired, you forget to regen and deploy in one spot. And now your settings are all different to start the new lap. And now right. you've kind of, you're out of rhythm and now you're going to start making a lot more mistakes. And these mistakes can be pretty drastic in certain ways. Um, you know, when you don't have the regen, your braking power is now weakened. Uh, you get into the corner and now, like Rossi said, you end up missing a corner a little bit. You go out, you go, let's say in a, in a race perspective, you're in the marbles, you now lose a couple positions. You're now you need to get the marbles off your tires. Two laps pass by, you've lost positions, you lost a lot of time. And now you also need to kind of get back into that rhythm of, regening and deployment so that's kind of the perspective of where it's going to add that that skill factor is just staying on top of things consistent no matter what brain fatigue level you're at and pato from your side like that that this all probably comes pretty easily with how much time you're spending in the f1 car and on the sim and everything in terms of you know what they're having to do throughout the lap like this stuff in indycar is probably you know pretty second nature for you at this point right um I wish it was, but it's not because it is a very different system. Um, so the way that one system generates versus the other system generates, you kind of, for example, to one of them in qualifying trim, uh, 
like you're regening for a full lap. And then during your lap, you're actually not touching absolutely anything. Um, you just need to make sure that you press a button for it to stop regening. Battery is full and you're going full power. Um, in IndyCar, I think what's going to be the most difficult thing is that, like, man, we don't have power steering. When you're in a qualifying lap, like, you are going over the limit of the tire multiple times during the lap when you're trying to get that last little bit to freaking transfer, like, not even for a pull, just to transfer. And I think that is where it's going to be a pain having this because you're going to be opposite lock. You're going to have a moment, you know, because the, 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 the tire doesn't all the time give you, you know, the, opt the optimal grip and, oh, you're going to have a super smooth corner. I mean, all you guys have driven Indy cars besides you, Tim, sorry. Um, but like, you know how hard it is to catch one of those and then add on trying to reach for a paddle and yeah, you'll let go of the paddle to catch the car but then you haven't done your region. Uh, so then I think that's where it's going to get um, not frustrating, but in a way kind of like given where to actually get, like how much time is it actually going to gain you in order to get this region done versus actually trying to extract the most that you can Man. of that corner sequence. Gain versus risk as well. It's it's funny because like there's drivers that I've talked to, um, you know, uh, where they're like, man, I'm actually probably thinking about not using it, especially in St. Pete and qualifying, like the first qualifying of the year. You know, all you want to do is kind of get into the top six if you're on pole, great, but like, you're just trying to start off the year on a good foot. And the last thing you want is like going into turn 12 to open your one lap, right. To have some weird thing happen with the hybrid. And it's like the small amount of lap time it's worth. People are wondering like, is it even worth the added risk of, of using it? So that's going to be an interesting dynamic. Obviously it's not coming in St. Pete for um, the beginning of the year, but the, the the premise is still the same. Whenever it is debuted, like are people going to actually use it to its full capacity in the beginning, or is it going to be a bit of a learning curve to get that to get to that point? Um, final question for both of you: How was everyone's content day? <laughs> Long oh. seven thirty a.m. to seven thirty p.m. But you got, yeah, to you, see, you, got to see, you got to see David and I at the end of yours. So that was yeah, I got yeah. to see both of you. Um, then you wanted to get dinner this weekend, never replied. I had uh, some stuff come up. Don't worry about it. It's not it's not you, it's me. Hey, I also reached out to you, Pato, yeah, and you didn't David reply. Reached out so. to me, hey, but I answered. <laughs> no, you answered until I I would ask you, and then you would just deflect the answer and then just No, not I answer, asked you where so. you were. You're like, oh, I'm over, I'm over at my house already. I was gonna I come David, join you, spend some I money see, in Keystone, bro. I see David okay. doesn't want to get dinner with me, but whatever. Anyways, well, Rusty, um, you got you know what? Uh, it was long. <laughs> it was long. It was enjoyable. Ish sometimes. You know what kept me going? My cookie. I had a chocolate chip cookie. Kept me going from for the rest from of the channel day. thirteen, right? From channel thirteen, dude. It was so good. It was good. It was really dude, good. I had it at 4 p.m. That thing kept me going for the rest of the afternoon. Like Better that than the lunchbox chocolate chip cookie? It's what? Chris Taylor. So I had him. Uh, I had his uh, his booth right after I had that chocolate chip cookie. I don't think I had a rush of sugar like that in 
years. <laughs> like, dude, uh, the energy that was it, it was is unbelievable. That, is that because you don't eat a lot of sugar, or was that cookie just that filled with sugar? Because I don't eat a lot of sugar. Okay. I can't relate. Real quick, Pato, I know you're doing Daytona. David, are you you're not are you doing Daytona? I am not doing Daytona. You're not doing Daytona. All right. So Pato, you're in a P2 car again this year, right? Yeah. Looking forward to trying to get yourself another Rolex? Yeah, I I, I really enjoy that race. My goal next next few years is to actually do it on like a top class to actually try and win an overall because I've never won an overall. Um we need to come up with a code. So like two flashes in a row means you're in the car and I'll give you like all of the, the apex that you need. James and I will both open the door for you. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll have, we'll have our little, like, like, a Morris code with the, with yeah. the headlights. So that way you Hi, can it's me, Pato. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Carry yeah. on. Man, I don't even know what car you're in. The orange <laughs> McLaren. Will be easy to spot. What Pete? McLaren. Fat. No. Are, are you, oh, wait, Rossi, are you even allowed to say the O word? Sorry, the papaya McLaren. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Man, oh. where would we be without day two Dave? <laughs> just blurt it out, you know, just put papaya. Lil, Lil Dave has all the uh, all the official team bullet points just drilled into the head, and he's ready to That's go. That's right next to me. Oh, don't show that. That's, that was a Google. Are, are you not offended, James, that Pato didn't even know what we'd be doing? Not, I'm not offended. <laughs> I mean... I'm well, gonna yeah, under, he's understands. Your teammate, maybe he should be. Maybe he should know what you were doing at least. Yeah. But I'm not. <laughs> Did you even know I was doing the race? I knew you were doing the race. <laughs> yeah. So Faf is the team. McLaren yeah. is the car. Yeah. Papaya Faf is the color. Faf. Well, good luck to you guys. I will Faf. be watching. Faf. Oh, Pafaf. Pafaf. Yeah. Pafaf. Exactly. See, he gets it. He knows how to say it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Pafaf. Plaid. Yeah. Pafaf and David, thank you for watching. Appreciate you supporting the group. It's uh, it's appreciated. Not, and then I'm next year, watch. let's get you in the race, man. He's not gonna watch. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, good luck to you guys. It's gonna be um, now. I know who to root for. Done. All right, you've got a you've got a GT car to root for. You've got a P two car to root for. And I mean, he's not can, gonna turn on the TV, man. No, he's not. <laughs> he's just gonna. He's gonna every eight hours he'll like go on Twitter and see who's yep, it still no, I'll, yeah, listen. I'll put it, I'll put it right there. I'll just put it on the background. You're gonna turn on Peacock, is what you're gonna do, and you're gonna watch the full broadcast on Peacock. I'm still gonna Peacock. call you for updates, James. Oh, That's Peacock weird. is broadcasting it. Yeah, buddy. You know it. Really? Yeah. So go get your Peacock. Nice. It's $5.99 a month and I've get race season started. I know you do. I'm telling everybody at home. Get Peacock. Oh. Race season is officially underway in a couple weeks, man. Daytona's here. Let's go. Four-wheel racing. I know two-wheel racing is already happening, but anyway. Let's give it more energy, James. That didn't sound that exciting. Well, because no, I agree. I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the three of you, and you guys look like you want to be anywhere but here. So on that note, thanks for oh, coming. Don't say that. No, Appreciate this was you guys great. stopping by. You and, so, yeah, uh, four of us. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. No, Tim's not. He's not a person. It doesn't count. He's he's not part of this. Uh, but yeah, guys, thanks for coming by. Best of luck for the season. Pato, we'll see you in Daytona. And uh, yeah, we'll have you back on at some point during the year to get an update. I'm really curious to see what Dave thinks of your guys' group debriefs on race weekends. So I, I will have him back on for, for no They're very professional. <laughs> I find that hard. To, I know a lot of people I, in that group, man. I find that hard uh, to believe. 
<laughs> I've experienced a little bit of it on these hybrid testings, and I think it is the complete opposite of that. But, uh... This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown. He's Alexander Rossi. And if you want to follow Fim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham. And by that, we mean Fim.